ladies and gentlemen, you owe Casanova a chicken, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yeah, chickens, so many chickens. So many chickens. Chickens and fish, chickens and fish. Would you prefer the chicken or the fish? Yes. Would you cue the music? I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Oh my gosh, Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I'm a one year older of Michael Lester. Yes. And you're hey. a, you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it for the mediums of everything, of the streams, of the Facebook, the th- the Twitch and the YouTube. And I am halfway to 70. Yes, yes, we are now living in the brief timeline where Michael and I are the same age. Yes! (laughs) Did you have. Too old to die young. Too old. (laughs) From a certain point of view. I I feel. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. How was your birthday, Mike? Happy birthday. Thank you. It was fine. It was fine. Just spending time with family. And that's it. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a big uh, party goer. So. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. But a uh, friend, friend of the podcast, Phil's got a birthday, so I'll just celebrate it then. Yeah. That I, works. I'll just, I'll just, you just hijack I'll just say, it's, Yeah. Yeah. This day is all about me. It's all about him and you and you and him me. exactly me and you you and me <laughs> both of us together both of us together yes it's a good time good time well that's good that's good i'm glad you had a good birthday that's what we like to hear um, yeah. things we don't like to hear however is the fact that fulia Wait, is what? not on the podcast this week no as you no. can see she's not with us uh this see week. and hear see and <laughs> hear correct uh, all the senses all the senses <laughs> all of them all at once uh yes yeah, so unfortunately yeah she could not be with us this week she sends her love and uh, uh has left us a lovely paragraph for me to read out for her <laughs> weekly watching so let's dive in um starting with fulia of course hello friends Calling in from Ice HQ right now, where she plays hockey. Just Isis? had... What? <laughs> Whoops. Um, ice. Ice, baby. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Just had... Under pressure. My... <laughs> Just had my hockey game. Uh, so, my watching for this week, I managed to go to the cinema for the first time this year with Kendall, yeah. a.k.a. myself. Uh, and we watched Argyle together. Um, ah. Yes, 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 yes. Guile. I, ah, Guile. I will save my thoughts for when I get a turn. Uh, but Fulia says about it, good popcorn fun. So leave your critical brains at the door when you watch this and just enjoy the action and espionage. Such so shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a pen in it, okay? 
Filipino. Yeah. Um, I also continued my watch through of Star Wars Rebels and I started a new series. Thanks to you two and Trailer Park, I started watching Death and Other Details. I love it already and it's only halfway through the first season. Good pacing, great characters and some excellent narrating by the detective himself. Definitely worth checking out if you enjoy murder mysteries. Nice. Mm. I knew you'd love it, Folia. I knew it. Saw that trailer. I'm like, nah, this is a Folia joint. She's going to enjoy this. And uh, I'm glad I was right. So, hmm. you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. And thank you, Folia, for uh, giving us your weekly watchings. We appreciate you still being here, even though you're not here. And hopefully, in a couple of weeks' time, you'll be back uh, for more fun times okay uh michael it's your turn what have you been watching this week well i finished the second season of uh avatar the last airbender uh the animated version yes and me and my insane uh 1.5 speed um (laughs) that's how my brain works it's fine (laughs) i need constant stimulation yes Mm, endorphins Mm. Oh, what's the other one? Mmm. Mmm. Serotonin? I don't know. Serotonin, yeah. Yeah. That one. That one. The other ones. That one. And, yeah, uh, I've seen it before. It's it's really great. It's weird, expected, everything going very fast. Um, And I'll watch the last season next week, just in time for the... Netflix live action version, which uh, all accounts people are sort of a bit worried, a bit worried, a bit worried, <laughs> a bit worried, but ca- uh, ca- cautious, cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. I mean, it is a live action uh, Netflix adaptation. The memes are there for a reason. Um, Indeed. It, we, it can't be all one piece, but. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Mm, and we'll see. I'll pass my judgment when, when it does come out. Uh, yeah. Having said that, there's not really much I have seen because it it was my birthday, uh, uh, and, and a spring chicken of a thirty-five. I finally got myself my PS4, and I've started to play. Uh, Last of Us, the first one, so mm-hmm. I can get my hand into, start playing, uh, get my reflex, my reflexology of the PlayStation because it's all Twitch to me. Like yeah, I, I'm so used to the Twitch, so I'm s- slowly integrating myself I- into that with uh, Last of Us Part One, uh, and uh, and also um, Lego Dimensions which is so much fun because I can play it while looking after the kids as well. It's like, yay! And, and my, my um, daughter got, has got something to do by placing the little Lego pieces in, on, the, on the board mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be. So it's like, Zip! go do that. Do it. It's like, sweet. And I've forgotten uh, how uh, this, <laughs> this game is actually the best uh, Doctor Who video game ever <laughs> and it's in a lego game <laughs> oh dear oh dear uh, yeah a couple of couple of bats from the ball of a of a 
of a Doctor Who video game, and this comes out on top because you get to play as all. You can tell the, the developers for the Doctor Who side of it are big, deep fans because there is a lot. There is a lot of deep cuts in this. It's nice. so deep that even a casual observer like you, Kendall, are going, "What's that? I don't get." It. It's like, come on, <laughs> they're dealing with zygons and stuff. Yeah. Stuff, so much stuff. So yeah, much stuff. and and I will mention. I've bit the bullet uh, <laughs> with the uh, Last of Us Part 1. I got up to uh, Bill, the the Bill side, and I thought, you know what, I'm <laughs> in the game, he survives. Spoilers. But <laughs> no, but we haven't seen Frank yet. Uh, well, his feet. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, mm. I've sort of stopped, and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to play Last of Us Part 2, because that's pretty much the sole reason why I got my PS4 is to play that game and yeah I got up to the bit where I am assuming it's going to be the first episode ender <laughs> yeah probably because it's, yeah, it's only like two two hours in the game I've only played for two, like two two and a bit hours of trying to find stuff it's like mm, it's that quick okay uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's the first episode. Yeah, that is the first episode, and I'm gonna be probably I'm probably gonna be playing it like that. And it's like, yeah, this is where the next episode's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So Kendall knows what what bit I'm up to, and yep. also that's the bit where you're up to too. So it is. I don't know anything. Past I'm in that. the weeds. I'm in the weeds now. <laughs> I'm gonna be coming back next week. as like Kendall. I'm sad. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. But I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you why. Yeah. One day. You well, can. it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, when you get back to the... But probably later on down the track. I mean, the second season of um, uh, Last of Us is coming out next year. So mm-hmm. you got a you got a year and a bit. Got some time. Yeah. Uh, and... Looks like the run is like a sixteen-hour game, so yeah, I've got plenty of time to yeah. get that done as well. Mm-hmm. Plenty of stuff to find. Plenty, and I've already cheated. Uh, there was a safe, and I thought oh, I knew I needed to go in, go into that area to, and then there's possibly the the code there. But I thought, you know, stuff it. <laughs> I need the code. And I'm not really challenging myself. I'm I'm doing it very easy because mm-hmm. I just I just want the story. I just want the story. I don't yeah, want the gameplay. It, this, I want the story. That's why I watch the cinematics. That's, that's why I just watch the cutscenes mm. on YouTube, and I get the you get the story. And maybe yeah. one day I'll play the game. Who knows? But but yeah, yeah. I just want to be immersed. And mm-hmm. when when what happens to a certain character, it's like ah, oh, I can feel everything. Why does this controller vibrate? I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. No. No, that's not, that's not a good time. <laughs> I dropped my <gasps> controller. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no, I don't want it. I'm all about the immersion, but not right no, now. No, right now. I don't want to be immersed in this. Get fucked. Four. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Great. And everything. What about you, Kendall? What about me? Well, yes, I've been very busy with my watchings this week. Uh, I've been to the movies uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> not a record breaking three times in a week, but I went three times this week. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> on par. On par. If, yeah, if we're talking golf terms. Yes, yes. We'll keep the golf chatter going. Um, yeah. yes. And be sad by it. Yes. Uh, but no, start of the week with Folia, as she did mention, uh, we went and saw Argyle. Um, and um, yeah, I'd seen, I hadn't read any reviews, but I'd seen a little bit of the chatter and a little bit of the scores for the for the film and how it, it, it was a bit underwhelming and didn't meet the expectations that it had. And uh, I would agree with that. Um, it's not a great movie, but it's not a terrible movie. It's just, it's, it's maybe slightly above mid, I would say, if you want to... <laughs> If you want to rate it on some kind of scale, um, but it's it's fun. I There's an exhale before the mid. Yeah, <sighs> it's mid. Um, mid. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I like I I did have fun watching it. I I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Like I'm a, I've been a fan of Matthew Vaughn's movies for a long time, and he's a very talented filmmaker and um yeah the this twisted one mine yeah <laughs> <laughs> um this movie really kind of a uh, way i've been describing it to certain people is is i've just said it's kind of like kingsman but the family version um like you could take <laughs> you could take your you know your teenage prepubescent kids to see this and they would be fine like the there's only a little bit of language, not really much at all. The violence is not bloody or anything, uh, you know, that, you know, a 13-year-old couldn't handle, I would say. Um, and, yeah. No, and it's it, it's fine. Like, the cast is great. Sam Rockwell's having the time of his damn life, which I'm here for. <laughs> um, he gets to dance multiple times, and I'm always happy to see Sam Rockwell dancing. Um, and, yeah, him and Bryce Dallas Howard pair well together. She was very good. Um, yeah, no, but the plot was just a little convoluted because it wasn't, it was one movie and then it was suddenly another movie. And I'm like, yeah, I get it's a spy, it's a spy movie. So that's to be expected. There's twists upon twists going on and I love a good twist. I love writing them. I love watching them. Um, but, um, but for me it was just like, okay, this means this, right. So this didn't need to happen or didn't need to happen like I, I was sitting there just analyzing the thing a bit too much so maybe that's on me I don't know maybe like Fulia said leave your critical brain at the door um and just go in and enjoy it I, <laughs> I would agree with that sentiment yeah just switch off let it happen to you and be um you know spellbound by the visuals um and the and the great performances so yeah so Argyle, Argyle was okay it's not what I wanted it to be but it's it's okay um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then I also uh, watched on Netflix, um, I saw Nyad, um, which is a movie based on true story of the um, long distance swimmer, swimmer Diana Nyad, uh, American uh, woman, um, who just over 10 years ago, um, spoilers for the movie, <laughs> completed That's history, so you should it's history. So yeah, uh, she completed a uh, a swim from Cuba to uh, the Florida Keys, um, which was uh, the f- she was the first person in history to ever do it as the longest like open unassisted swim, like uh, you know uh, ever. So um, yeah, it was insane, uh, like over a hundred 
I can't remember if it was over 100 miles or 100 hours, but there was a, it was insane, the amount of swimming she did. Um, yeah, because she tried in the 70s when she was in her 20s, and it didn't work out, and then she kind of... She didn't give up per se, but she changed course in her career and, and became like a, you know, a, a sports journalist and, and all of that. And then she's in her early 60s. She turns 60 and she's like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm finally going to do Cuba to Florida. We're going to make this happen. So, um, and she's portrayed by Annette Benning, uh, in the role, um, who's nominated for an Oscar, uh, uh, alongside, um, Jodie Foster, who plays her best friend, Bonnie, um, who becomes her swimming coach in this. Um, Jodie Foster also up for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress so that's the main reason I watched it because I'm like well it's award season and I've got to tick this one off the list and um, yeah it was, a, it was a really really good movie um, like their performances are worthy of the, the nominations and um, it's just kind of a, a nice feel good story like Reese uh, Ethans is in it as well um, he plays the navigator and he's He's kind of like one of those, like, sort of, like, jaded, like, my way or the highway, sort of old sailors. Um, <laughs> but he does it really, really well. Um, yeah. No, I, I really I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was really, really nice. It brought me to tears at the end because there's, like, the way they do the moment of, like, you know, her succeeding the in the swim... Um, when it, that kind of came together, I had a moment of like, oh my God, like it happened. Like I was so, you know, <laughs> the, the movie pulled me in and I was like, yes, I'm there with them. So that was, that was nice. Um, and yeah. And then to finish off my weekly watchings, I will mention that I, uh, watched two Australian movies. Um, and, uh, well, because one just came out in the cinemas. So I watched The Dry. Uh, hey. Yeah, and I watched Force of Nature, uh, the sequel. So, um, yeah, I really liked The Dry. I thought it was really, really good. Very well-made Australian film. Um, and Eric Banner is just really, really cool as this, like, detective who's just, you know, been through some shit, mm. um, you know. And, but you know, he's, I don't know, he just has this kind of charm about him at the same time sort of thing like yeah he's yeah he's just re a really good protagonist um and do you you don't freaking know i didn't know this but so genevieve o'reilly's in the dry so that mm. so Mon monmothner right i i did not know she was technically australian she's she grew up in australia i had no idea oh yeah, she was born in Ireland, and then when she was a kid, her family moved out here. She grew up, grew up here. She went to NIDA, did that whole kit and caboodle. And I was like, oh, all right. Oh, I thought you, I thought you knew. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know she was an Aussie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's the only trivia that I knew from her. Today I that learned. she was. Yeah, the day I learned she was Australian. She was Australian. Yeah, she was on freaking All Saints too back in the day. Fucking. Oh, blast from the past! Blast from the past. Um, but yeah. anyway, anyway. More, more of a Blue Healers fan. Yeah, no, I liked both, but I if I had to choose, I'd go Blue Healers. Anyway, let's not get into that debate. Um, yes, but no, <laughs> but it was a it was a very good movie. It was a really good slow burn murder mystery, and like combined like the present day 
story with his, the story of his past and what happened to him when he was a teenager and, and all this. It's very, very well done. I really recommend it. Um, and then, yeah, I saw Force of Nature in the cinema yesterday because one of my friends actually worked on the movie because it was obviously filmed here in Victoria. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. Like, it's, it's very different to the first film, obviously, because it's, you know, different setting. It's set in the Dandenong Ranges, so you're surrounded by rainforests and mountains and, and lots of rain. Um, so I, I said to I said to my friend when we were sitting down yesterday, I'm like, was there was there any conversation about maybe calling it the wet, because I feel like you got the dry and now you've got the wet. Um, and she was like, oh no, that did came come up as as like jokes, I'm like yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Force of Nature is a good title. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this was yeah this was different because it's it's a sequel, but it's not a sequel because it's very much a standalone story. Um, but mm. it, it sort of has the same premise of like relating back to his childhood like um yeah so it has a the present day and the past kind of colliding um and yeah it's good so, like huh yeah so call, kind of like a an australian anatha christie like yeah. not necessarily joined but the case is yes uh, different yeah i w- yeah it definitely had that kind of like this is o- the aussie poirot sort of thing because um, there's Miss a marple Miss Marple. All right, we'll give we'll give it to Miss Marple. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's the third book, and I, I I guess if this movie does well, they'll probably uh, make that as well. But um, but yeah, but no, this was good. Um, what Deborah Lee Furness was in it, Richard Roxburgh, um, Anna Torv. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good cast and mostly female cast, which was nice. Jacqueline McKenzie played uh, Eric Banner's, um, you know. Uh, I'm not going to say assistant detective, but she was his partner, I guess that's what you would say. Um, she was pretty cool too. So, yeah. Watson. The Watson to his Sherlock, not really. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was good. And it was, it's, oh, I always get a kick out of sometimes getting the chance to see like, you know, local locations on the big screen, you know, like yeah. there's some really cool shots of Melbourne. Um, like the city cityscape at night that are in the movie at the beginning, and I was like, "Ooh, it's pretty. It's messy." I live there. I live there. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I know that place. I know that place. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, recommend Force of Nature definitely. Um, another great performance from Eric Banner. So um, I hope they make. Yeah. I hope they make the third one. I've been meaning to watch that because mm. I did. Uh, I did watch the dry in the cinema. And I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. If you like the dry, you'll like I saw this it, as well. Yeah. I saw the... Uh, speaking of Australian films, uh, I, I went to JB, like, not too long... Uh, this week, actually. Nice. Because uh, I don't have a copy of um, uh, Wizard of Oz. And in the Lego Dimension game, they actually go into the um, Wizard of Oz universe. And I thought... And my... My eldest is going, I've never seen this before. I was like, oh, you've never seen it. Okay. Uh, where is it? Because I'm not getting on the streaming. I'm getting getting physical media. So I, I, I got it on f- physical media. And it, it came with uh, buy two for 20 bucks. It's like, oh, can't can't pass that up because mm. it's JB. And so I, I went to find another another thing. Couldn't really find it because the deal was actually over. But they... But they said, "Yeah, we'll put it in anyway." Um, <laughs> I 
left. I was gonna say because like that sale ended the week before, so they yeah. must have left the sticker <laughs> on, and they've left. That's hilarious. I, I I did find it funny because I found it in the aisle and I, and I was trying to find anything else in the aisle, <laughs> but it, it was but it wasn't. It was at at the um like uh the the uh what what do you call it the sort of hey you you might like this before you actually buy the actual thing that sort of little turny aisle thing oh yeah uh, yeah before you get to the checkout it's yes like enticing I know. it's. It's like it's like those uh, chocolate bars at at, uh, yeah, at the yeah. supermarkets. It's like, come on, you need a chocolate bar. Go and get a chocolate bar so we can squeeze another five bucks from you. Um, yeah, so I, I bought that one as well as uh, a Blu-ray version of the castle. Hey, and I thought this would be interesting because <laughs> how can you upscale something that was filmed on VHS? And and yeah, so I watched that and I thought, I like it. I like I like the sort of upscale to it. So I bought I bought the castle. Nice. I do have it on DVD, but I got it on Blu-ray now. Nice. Now you're I'm going up in the world. You're going up in the world. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. And the kids sort of enjoyed Wizard of Oz. Bit scary, but you know, it's Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And it got a bit, and it was a bit boring at the start because everything was black and white. Well, sepia tone. It was brown and white. Yeah, very sepia. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ah, cool. Show them the classics. Got to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, the filmonic canon, because there's like a literary canon, you know. Yes. Charles Dickens and all that, but this is the filmonic canon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Alrighty, uh, that's the weekly watchings, everybody. Now that is uh, the time to then get into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Yes, nerdy news time, and uh, starting things off with some Disney news this week. Um, Disney, out of nowhere, announced uh, that we're getting Moana two in November. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I think this was a sequel that was already happening, but now this is like sort of the official. Let's go get the yeah. hype train started, sort of thing. Originally, it was like going to be a sequel series on Disney Plus, right? But because of the, of course, because of the writer strike and the actor strike, uh, everything is sort of pushed back, and so like, oh shit, we need something, we need something. What, what, what? Okay, we'd, we'll make this into a movie. So originally, it was a TV show. Now right. it's a movie. Right. Okay. Mm. Very, very cool. Thanks for that backstory, Mike. I didn't know that. All right. Um. Yeah. So it's coming out. They put out a little announcement teaser that doesn't really show much of course um but because it was only like what 20 seconds long or something um one with a conch yes um and then of course there's a really beautiful image that they un- unveiled that sees moana um and um what's his bloody name maui on on, maui. A, on a boat and there's a, a a gorgeous whale like just 
whale shark floating underneath the, 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 the water there and it's yeah it's just the colors are really really great and beautiful and yeah it's a lovely it's a lovely first look at the movie so it's uh, it's gonna be coming out on the 27th of November uh, mm. this year I still haven't seen the first one <laughs> nah, that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, which came, it's a good one. came out a long time. Yeah, I heard it was good. I heard it was good. Um, yeah. yeah, so um, I will eventually get around to it. You know, me with Disney animations, uh, I'm sometimes a bit slow on the uptake, yeah. but that's fine. Um, I'm happy for uh, the people that I know will be very happy about this one. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Moana was very popular when it came out too. So, um, yeah. It's exciting. Michael, um, are you looking forward to this at all? Yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, um, My my little girl, who's who's essentially got most of the Barbie princesses like this year, and it's like, I I need them all so I can live in the Barbie dream house. And it's like, okay, okay. So she's got got a Moana. Uh, Yeah, and she definitely enjoys uh, that that movie because it's a bit of fun and it's Lin-Manuel Miranda um, music Mm, mm -hmm. catchy and at the (laughs) moment and not as annoying as as it is now (laughs) Um, I still haven't seen Wish I don't know if I want to watch it anyway um, yeah so we're getting a sequel to the animation as well as a live action version of the first one because that's still in the works, with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson reprising his role as Maui. Because, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Whatever. Of course. I'm not watching it. No. <laughs> I've stopped. Stopped that shit. Okay, speaking of things that have been stopped, um, uh, yeah, pretty much confirmed this week, unfortunately, that... Um, Coyote vs. Acme will not be seeing the light of day after all. Um, after, in November, um, Zaslav and Warner Brothers decided to pull the plug on the film, even though it was completed and ready to go, um, yeah, apparently they've, you know, been trying to sell it off to, uh, you know, other distributors like Netflix and, um, you know, Sony, Paramount, whatever, like, just, you know, just to get it out in the world, Amazon Prime even, I think, as well. Um, but they weren't asking enough money. Um, no. No, no. They were, uh, it seems that they were asking probably about half what uh, Warner Brothers wanted, which was about 70, 80 million. Um, and uh, so because of that, uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to be, uh, and I've seen the phrase, delete, <laughs> delete the movie, erase the movie. Because um, obviously it's all digital, so um, yeah, and they'll be able to claim their tax write-off um, on it. Um, yeah, I this makes me really sad because it sounded like it would have been a really, really cool movie. Um, like we've talked about this on the podcast, you know, numerous times. Um, it, yeah, it had a lot of potential to be a great one, I think, and it's just such a shame that Warner Brothers have decided to do this. I don't. I again. I don't understand it fully. Um, why they don't think it would make them the money, you know, that make them back the money that they spent making it. Um, it's yeah. It feels bizarre to me. Um, yeah. And then I read also apparently uh, 
Zaslav and other Warner Brothers executives haven't actually watched it. So that that's kind of fucking ridiculous. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, R.I.P. to that movie that should have been. Um, yeah, it's very sad. Um, Mike, I know this is probably upsetting for you as well. How are you feeling? I am annoyed, pissed mm. off, mm-hmm. all of the above. Mm. Um, yeah, there was a glimmer of light, but, you know, ex- executives are going to exact their power over... You know what? Yeah. The difference between executives and creatives is like, ah, oh, we don't need to see it. It's like, oh, whatever. You got paid, whatever. But... Oh, I hate this industry sometimes. Um... Let's go for a boycott. Let's not watch Dune 2. Oh, don't. I'm not watching Dune 2. You're watching They're Dune. not taking my money. No, I'm not. Well, I'll watch it. In my own means. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay, alright, 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 alright. All right. I, can, I, can, I can get behind that. I'm planning on going to IMAX, though, and seeing it, so... Sorry. <laughs> I'm supporting Yo I'm supporting the people who made the movie. Oh the colors high thieves and beggars never shall we die. I don't know why I started singing that. I don't know, but it was great. That's uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean. I know, I know. Mm. Interesting. Pirates, eh? Pirates, pirates. Mm. Let's oh. let's move on into our next item of news. Um, something that I'm sure will have nothing to do with piracy, as far as you're concerned, Michael. What's a, what? What? We're just talking about piracy. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, um. This, yeah, this next bit is a bit bit happier. Um, there's going to be another Evil Dead movie, uh, another spin-off, um, which is, is very exciting. I still haven't seen Evil Dead Rise yet, um, but I really want to watch it. I need to just sit down and just do it, because um, I think it's on Netflix. Do it in or, the dark. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the lights <laughs> are off, baby. I'm, I'm inside <laughs> that movie. Get inside it. Um... Yes, so this is going to be uh, directed by uh, Sebastian Vanacek, um, who directed a uh, French horror film called Infested last year. Um, that was apparently quite good, so he's been tapped to, uh, to direct the, the new Evil Dead film, um, which is really, really cool. We don't know what it's going to be about yet, um, if they're going to... You know, stay in stay in the city like Evil Dead Rise did, which was you know the first movie ever to be set outside of a cabin, really, um, mm. with the exception well. of with the exception of Army of Darkness, I guess, because that's a bit <laughs> in a castle. It's a bit different, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, um, yeah, maybe they'll return back to the to the cabin. Who knows? I would like to see. I mean, I haven't again. I haven't seen Evil Dead Rise, so I can't say. If, but I, I I really do. Like I'm a fan of the 2013 version of Evil Dead, like the re the remake, the reimagining. I thought that was really great, so I wouldn't mind a, a return to to that. Um, so I don't know if Evil Dead Rise connects to that at all, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, maybe it does. Um, <laughs> if I watched it, I'd know. 
Um, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm a fan of the series, fan of this franchise, so um yeah, really cool to see that they're continuing on with this. So let's hope it's good. Uh, Mike, how are you feeling about this, uh, about this news as a Evil Dead fan? Ah, oh, I love my, I love myself as some Evil Dead. Yeah. Especially Evil Dead versus Ash. Mm. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, I'm very looking forward to this because the way things, like when the press tour was for Evil Dead Rise, uh, bit. Uh, they were talking about because uh, Bruce Campbell and, and Sam Raimi are still executive producers so they still have the reins for it because you know it's it's them and it's, and it's awesome um, they the, they wanted to do because it was so successful and it, and it was very different from um, like Cabin in the Wood uh, Ash versus Evil Dead like there, there's no one called Ash in this um, spoiler but and there's no real connectivity to it except for the the uh, uh, the deadites as well as the book of the dead, and which may maybe there's a law in there that there's actually three books or something like that. Like they sort of, it's sort of speculative for the, the fans because not not all the books look the same. I mean, the books in the Ash Canon are different from the remake, which is sort of uh in a different universe they like a lot a lot of theories of film theories they're saying that that's a different um dimension and this this uh dead rises is also another dimension because the book of the dead is a it, it has a different uh look of the book of the dead so mm -hmm. so and they were talking about well we what's really great is the concept you can actually put this concept in any scenario like we've sort of already done a cabin in the wood so, sort of scenario uh, and this one's in a high rise and where this one can be somewhere else it can be like i don't know Let, let's do dawn of the dead let's do let's do it's all in a shopping mall sort, mm -hmm. sort of area and we can do something like that i mean and i think that's really cool like it the concepts are the same but it's in in, in a different area uh with sort of loose ties and then you can have like all the fun that you can have and that's what uh evil dead rise is sort of sort of has is like different uh different gags like different different deaths different torturing people and it's, it's eerie and bad and it's cool it's cool cool but i'm a, i'm a freak but i like my freaky stuff hell yeah <laughs> me too so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and it's also great that they say they they said that they don't want to give it to like a big name director, so you can actually have have your start, and and like the director that we spouted off, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, but he did like yeah, he did his like first film in in France, so it could be like a jumping off point as well. It's a bit like it's a bit like trauma where. Where James Gunn sort of had his sort of, um, he, he dabbled with the sort of filmmaking there, and and that catapulted him into you know like different areas, like doing the remake of Dawn of the Dead and mm -hmm. and the Scooby Doo movie, mm -hmm. and doing his own stuff as well. So, hmm. and that's pretty cool. Like get a leg up for for a, an established 
um, franchise that pe that people love. And Sam Raimi, you know, he came from humble beginnings. Like he did, I want to say he did the first Evil Dead when he was twenty two. Like he was really young. Yeah. Or probably not even that. I think he was nineteen. My my trivia wow. is like bad for that. So so okay. he's like really young. young. He was like the young. He was young as hell, and and he had like inspiration, like up up the wazoo, and mm -hmm. and yeah, and that just made him a big big name, like uh, after that, and mm -hmm. he dwelled into different things, and he did Spider Man for Christ's sake, and yeah, he did, yeah, and he attempted uh, a, a Doctor Strange movie, <laughs> and yeah, and to you know mixed results, but it's 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 uh, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> uh yeah i don't I blame movie, really. i don't yeah i mean i don't look in hindsight not to get into a tangent on doc strange and multiverse madness but i in hindsight i don't blame sam raimi for any of the film's faults it was definitely the the higher-ups that uh had the uh problems with the yeah problems with the 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 discussions that should have been had between <laughs> the writers of a certain tv show and a certain film <laughs> That weren't had. Okay. Anyway. The connectivity the of connectivity to the universe. Didn't 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 connect. But anyway. Is what it is. Who, need, who needs that to make a good film? <laughs> yeah. Um, you think you think Evil Dead follow its own canon? <laughs> yeah, but that's different. I know. <laughs> But this is my marvel. This is my marvel. <laughs> Don't mess with my marvel. No. Yeah, uh, so I'm really looking forward to this and can't wait for to to, to watch it. Good. And now I won't spoil it because I didn't spoil it until where where um, Evil Dead Rises was filmed. So because uh, I didn't notice, really. Mm. So. Mm -hmm. So it's good to go in not noticing. And then yeah. you watch it again. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I will I will endeavour to watch Evil Dead Rise sometime in the next couple of weeks then. Uh, ah. See how... Let's, uh, let's, do a, let's do our own version of Freaky Friday. <laughs> if you, if you some brighter, yeah. <laughs> the, the, Evil De the Evil Dead Mondays. Evil <laughs> Dead Mondays. Dead Mondays. Love it. Um... Very good. All right, let's move on to our next item in news, and that is uh, some Game of Thrones news. It turns out they're going to be making another spin-off. Um, oh. Another spin-off, another spin-off. So uh, this one is going to be following the story of uh, Aegon I, so Aegon the Conqueror, um, basically the, the beginning of the reign of of House Targaryen started with him when he conquered six of the seven kingdoms um, and he was the one that actually wrought the Iron Throne so um, yeah so this is the beginning beginning we're going to go back even more um, he's also <laughs> the one that's mentioned in House of Dragon as having the, the visions of the future with the White Walkers and everything seeing the Song of Ice and Fire that whole thing <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's going to be a show about it now. Um, <clears throat> I'm okay about this. Fine. Sure. I don't know why we need another Targaryen 
show when we've already got one. Mm. Um, I don't see the point in it. I mean, I feel like they probably could do this as a movie and it would be really cool. Or maybe as a mini series. Maybe if it's not like a, you know, <coughs> seasons long thing. Um, that would be that would be swell. But I, I knowing uh, Warner Brothers and HBO, I know obviously they're going to uh, milk this for all it's worth considering this is the third spin-off now, I think this will be. Not including the one that was cancelled. Um, but yes, yes, um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be written by, um, what's his name? I had it here. Uh, Matson Tomlin, uh, who worked with Matt Reeves on The Batman, uh, and, yeah. and the upcoming sequel to The Batman. So, dude has some cred when it comes to his writing chops, so I'm okay with that. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll you know, whether or not we need another Targaryen story is besides the point because I will probably still watch this because um, <laughs> it'll be it will be cool to see but it would just be nice if we could you know focus on some of the other houses like you know if we could unless there's just no history there that's interesting enough or I don't know I don't think so I think uh, I truly think that it's just Targaryens until Game of Thrones yeah like okay era. yeah Probably, sure so there's yeah. Everything went the shit. So there's just nothing. <laughs> there's just nothing else to really focus on apart from the Targaryens. Yeah, <clears throat> it was a Targaryen until Mad King. Yeah, and then and then he was then killed, over overthrown, mm. and then Brandon. And now we have until Brandon. And now we have Brandon Stark. Yep. The Brandon the Broken. <sighs> Anyway. Until it went from a monarchy to to a parliamentary. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Anyway, what do you what do you reckon of this, Mike? Do you have any thoughts? Do we need this? Do you want this? Are you going to watch it? <sighs> no doubt. Um, I'm going to watch it because for a person who hasn't read a single word of of um, Ice and Fire or any of them, and yeah. Including the one that's um, not come out yet, <laughs> ever. It will never come out. Yeah, sadly. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll watch it. And yeah, and if it's a king that can t- has has uh, visions of the future, no doubt there's going to be cameos. Mm, very true. Yeah, we're gonna have. You, you know nothing, Jon Snow. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, so that would be cool. And then the future. And then you have Brandon, like, when he's, like, in his 40s. He's like, I am future king. He's like, what? You're in a wheelchair. And so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not really much to go on. So, no, that's yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Uh, I might pirate it as well. <laughs> uh, what did I say? No, I mean, I, I'll, I'll look at it. Maybe I don't know. Somehow it might just be on your TV, and you can't explain how it got there. Yeah, yeah. I'll go to I'll go to EB. Go to EB JB. <laughs> Too many JB EBs. You know, JB is the only place you can get DVDs. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Unless you go to like an op shop or cash converters. Oh yeah, I go there. Mm. Obviously, I go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I picked up a I picked up a movie that I didn't want to talk about because it was absolutely terrible. It's called Loose Cannons, and I was enticed because it had Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, shit, um, Dan Aykroyd, and Don DeLuise. Wow, that's a great cast. It was a great cast. Fucking terrible movie. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, so oh. I only paid two bucks for it, so I'm, I'm it's fine. happy <laughs> in a way. And I'm keeping it forever, so it's like staying for future generations because I'm going to be that guy collecting. <laughs> in case in case uh, Last of Us starts happening and it's like, this is good. I'm going to be like Bill. It's like, this is my DVD and Blu-ray because <laughs> physical meter is forever. Forever and ever and ever. ever and ever. Play with us, Danny. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got one more thing to talk about. Um, and I, I'm denied about including this in the podcast, but... Yeah, maths me. We don't <laughs> I mean, I know the story behind it. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Um, so, um, this week, um, Gina Carano, who played Cara Dune... <laughs> she played Cara Dune in The Mandalorian. Um, she was uh, let go um, after, you know, some, uh, you know, unfortunate tweets and posts to social media were happening. Compared herself to uh, occupied Nazi Germany to what's happening to her. Yep. Yeah, she made some very bad choices in terms of her, uh, you know public speaking but um yeah disney decided to part ways with her um which is you know i suppose fair enough um but of course she uh is not happy about that um and she's suing disney and uh, lucasfilm for wrongful termination um and loss of finances and all that kickaboodle um what now yeah now i know it's only been it's been like two years at least two three years since she was sacked so but uh no she's she's finally now just doing the thing so um yeah the interesting thing about it is that um elon musk is funding this and at at first i was like elongated muskrat (laughs) elongated muskrat yeah at first i was like why is he why is he funding this um, but then mm. apparently it's a part of this thing where, um, you know, because he owns Twitter now, um, you know, anyone that uh, suffers um, f- from using his platform or something to that, I'm paraphrasing really poorly, but basically because it relates to him, um, he's like, yeah, I will I will support you in your fight for free speech, basically, because um, you were on my platform, even though he didn't own it at the time that she made all these posts. But anyway. Um, dubious at best. Dubious yes. at best. So, yeah. So uh, on one hand, I I can I can see why Gina would be pissed because you know um, she you know there you know obviously free speech is a thing. You know you're allowed to express your opinion. Uh, it doesn't mean we need to hear what you have to say, especially if it's shit like what she was saying. But um, but you know she's like I lost my job because I spoke my mind and how I feel and all that. Um. Fair enough, that's shit. But, counterpoint, 
not only what was she saying was terrible and wrong and she should not have said any of it, um, but I will point out that one of the things that I, when, you know, as part of my job, um, you know, I can't be online, you know, saying shit similar to what she's saying or, like, speaking bad about the place that I work or anything like that or the industry I work in sort of thing or there will be repercussions. So mm, Breach of contract. Yeah. So, like, she's not going to win this lawsuit for one because, you know, there's no fucking way. Like, she's representing... You're part of the Star Wars community. Not only are you part of the Star Wars community, you're part of Disney. And that... And you know... We all know what Disney represents in terms of, you know, family-friendly content and, you know, all of that stuff um you know they're getting better what you know being inclusive now but you know uh it's been a fight um but but anyway regardless like there's a certain image as a disney you know star that you have to project publicly like you can fucking have a conversation with whoever behind closed doors you do not need to get on your phone or your laptop and type the shit she was typing um you know uh, and think that there's not going to be consequences so yeah i just I don't know, it just kind of frustrates me that she's being a bit... Like, I get I get she's pissed, but... Mm, yeah, I don't know. I'd, it's going to get thrown out. But anyway, that's... Oh, yeah. That's that's my TED Talk. How how you... What do you think of this? Do you have any anything to add to, to this ridiculousness? Yes, I've, like? I do have plenty. Um, they're, they're putting it forward because they know they're not going to win. It's going to be thrown out. Um, even the uh, the form, the letter that they put forward is a complete joke because they say uh, far away in a distant galaxy, blah blah blah. It's which they said, imagine if blah blah, blah yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what they're basically doing is they they say yes, we're going to sue Disney, and that's all they need for. Uh, you know, clicks and all that, saying, "Hey, someone's suing Disney. Isn't that cool?" Because, and then the media cycle will say, "Oh, there's so you just you you need to be in that cycle just to keep yourself relevant." And at the moment, Gina is not relevant anymore because she thought maybe I don't know her mind, but she thought maybe. Well, I don't need Disney. I can go to a different outlet. I can go to the Daily Wire. They do movies. Um, she's done those movies. Not much return with them because they are a very niche movie. No one's seen them. And they're, they're only there for a, a certain member of like conservative-isms and all that saying, oh, we need to support this and... Because they speak my truth, but there's not really much of a audience there. There's, and that's why Disney is like, oh, we got to favor as many people as we can, and with that is a lot of progressive stuff, even though it's, it's you know, ham-fisted or what it, where whatever it is, it's, it's um, seeing the dollar dollar bills in like uh, gay pride, you know, uh, it's. It's only one month, and then they change everything back to what what it was. It's like really okay, mm. cool. That's a, a form of progressivism. It's not enough, but it's there, I guess. 
And yeah, so with her movies like The Daily Wire, they they don't didn't really go well because you are going for a demographic who don't like strong female protagonists yeah. in, in lead roles. So no one's going to watch even <laughs> even the hardcore conservatives that want everything, you know, adjacent to what I look like, you know, cisgendered white male. Um, so she thought, you know, place my bets. I'll do this now because I've got nothing else. And essentially her career's over. And yeah. she doesn't really have much to do except for grifting. So that's it, basically. Grifting. So yeah. I'm not worried if she's going to make a dent in Disney. I mean... All accounts, I don't, I don't, I'm not favoring any side because you know, mm. I don't really like any of them. But and the one and the thing with the yeah, Muskrat as well, doing this thing, even though he doesn't really have much to do with it, I, I don't know, he's probably doing it for, for the grift as well because Disney like pulled out of advertising from Twitter. Oh dear, X, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he thought, oh, I'll get, I'll, I'll get my clicks. I'll get, I'll get like eyes on this. It's like, yeah, we're going after Disney because they wronged us because of free speech. It's like, you're boring. Get something new. Yeah. You're boring. Don't mm-hmm. want to. Do, no. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not twi- I'm not, I'm not triggered. You're just boring. Get me new material. That's the problem with conservatives. They do the same thing over and over. Yeah. And expect different results. Yep. That's and what's that again? Insanity. <laughs> insanity. So that's, yeah, so this is where politics and nerdiness collide. It's boring. It's, <laughs> it's shit. It's all shit. All right, that's enough about that. Um, let's uh, be done with the nerdy news now because it's time to... Roll on up to the trailer park. Mm-hmm. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Boom. Alrighty. Uh, it is trailer park time and uh, we've got a horror-filled edition of trailer park this week, which is just lovely. Horrific. It's quite horrific, yes. Um... So, uh, we're going to kick things off with uh, the first teaser trailer for A Quiet Place Day One. Um, I'm a big fan of this franchise. I think it's fantastic. It's definitely not perfect, of course, but it's really, really good. You know, it's kind of like, I guess you could call it maybe blockbuster horror in a way, because it just has that kind of feel of like, it's like, it's not indie horror. It's very much big budget sort of horror now especially with this trailer they've poured a lot of money yeah. into making this movie um so yeah um i don't believe john krasinski is returning to direct this one i think they've got a new director if i'm <gasps> what what um but he's still uh like a producer i think or has yeah or has writing credit or whatever um yeah michael sanoski um is the director and uh one of the co-writers um yeah john krasinski co-wrote it with him so 
Sounds um, like a pseudonym for John. <laughs> John Selinski. John Michael Gedinski. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and it's it's this is gonna be really really cool. I love for some reason like movies are really good when they don't explain everything, like hmm. the f- how the first A Quiet Place film doesn't really tell you much about what happened and all of this stuff. Um, so it just, you know, takes you on this journey of this very specific point in time and this is just the way the world is and you have to accept it, right? The second movie, the opening scenes of the second film actually show you day one from the family's perspective. Um, and so you see how, you know, their little town descended into complete chaos when these aliens landed and started yeah, kill- it was in the trailer everyone. as well. Yeah, so they um so for day for day one now we're getting to see it on an even bigger scale because we're in a massive city this time um, when all the aliens start coming down and um you know so instead of just dealing with a handful of these creatures it's going to be like a full as we see a stampede of them um, <laughs> or uh yeah I can't wait to watch this this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> Mm. Um, it's going to be terrifying and exciting um, and fascinating and um, yeah I'm looking forward to what new things this might you know bring to the universe that is a quiet place the lore Um, and you know the cast is fantastic as well we've got Lupita Nyong'o in the lead uh, big fan Mm. of hers Uh, Jimon Honsu as well and uh, Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things is in this so um yeah it's i think it's going to be a good one i i'm very keen very very keen for this um what about you mike i've never seen any of them oh you should my fault yeah i know i I should (laughs) and i should not start with this one i should start with the first one because under very understandable it's very slow and it's like progressing and it's very minimalistic where this one is gangbusters, explosions, yeah. and everything is like a bit of you know, a bit of a whiplash. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely be watching uh, those movies first. I mean, I have no, uh, I have no hesitancy. It's just you know, and it, I'll, I'll probably buy it on the Blu-ray, yeah. and then watch it in, uh, and I'll watch it in the dark, and I put headphones on. I know, I know that bit. I need to put headphones on because it's a very silent film. It is. For the first one. And, yeah, and it looks very interesting. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert, it's aliens. <laughs> that you, don't get, you don't get to know until the last bit of the first movie. So, spoilers alert for me. Um, anyway. But, all in all, it's, uh, it looks very enjoyable. Mm. Um, yeah, so this one is, looks, um, if, if going into this blind and, uh, this is the only thing that I've seen, I thought, ah, this is sort of run of the mill, sort of, you know, I'm thinking Spielberg's, um, War of the Worlds, Mm. that, that post, that post September 11 sort of string of movies, like Mm. everything's destruction and it's like horror it's like yeah i get it we've had 20 years of it 
please stop. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, that's that's all, really. Yeah, cool. Will I watch it? When will I watch it? Because I have to watch the other two. <laughs> well, um, you can, if you like, uh, watch A Quiet Place Day 1 on the 27th of June. In the so cinema. I, I got a couple of months until that. Yes. You have a couple of months. Yes. Or I just completely forget. And it comes out as like, ah, oh, shit. Ah, shit. I fucked it up again. Um, cool. It's not Warner Brothers, is it? Oh, let's see here. Hmm. I don't think so. I think it's like. I think it's Universal from memory. Yeah. Um, that distribute this. But I'm curious now. No, Paramount. Oh, pa- Paramount. Paramount. Mm. So it'll, okay. be, it'll be on Paramount Plus eventually. Pfft. Streaming services. Die. <laughs> Die. Um, <laughs> Can you do us a favor, Neil? What? Die. <laughs> uh, young ones. Nice. Next. Next trailer. Okay. Not every day that I get to say that uh, we're doing a trailer that I've already seen the movie for. Um, but, yeah. But this one, <laughs> this is the uh, this is a trailer for Late Night with the Devil. Um, I Late Night with the Devil. <laughs> I got to see this movie uh, when it played here in Melbourne as part of the Melbourne International Film Festival back in oh. back in August, um, and I went to. I'm pretty sure I went to the for- yeah I went to the forum and saw it. Um, and it was my favorite venue in Melbourne, and it was so cool. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. So this movie, this movie is great. It's awesome, and this little teaser trailer does a really good job of selling it. I think, as someone who's seen the film, um, yeah, I think it it sums it up perfectly, um, and uh, gives you just enough of what to expect going in. Um, it is it is a little like it's ninety minutes long, so it's short and sharp, gets to the point. It it pace it's paced well. It is sort of a slow burn because things things like everything like it kind of starts it tells you it gives you context for the situation yeah. and then it goes into you watching the broadcast of this late night talk show. Um and everything just kind of slowly starts to unravel and get worse and worse and worse and then it builds and yeah it oh man the the fucking climax on this thing is just whore <laughs> I, it was great it was great i <laughs> i loved it i'm definitely gonna watch this again i might go to the cinema and get and see it when it comes out here because yeah my god um yeah david desmulshin does such a good job of um yeah of playing the talk show host he fits the role perfectly and he's just great anyway um, he never gives a bad performance, so uh, he carries the film very well. Um, yeah, and yeah, so I don't really have much else to say about the trailer other than yeah, definitely go see the movie. And it's a, it's a, it's a lovely, lovely trailer that just you know shows you the right amount of weirdness and creepiness and scare factor that you're gonna get when you see it. So, uh, what did you think of this, Mike? It looked really cool. Mm. Um, I'm a big like horror buff, as we all know. Yes. Uh, and the aesthetic of them finding the elements of uh, like 70s sort of psychological horror 
sort of stuff I'm, I'm all down for and making it look like what what it did without any um without any like oh i can sort of tell that it's filmed in in the future except for the you know dismulsion because he's now and not 70s but <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely it definitely gives me that feel of like um yeah like those those 70s films like like exorcist and like like uh rosemary's baby mm. you know this sort of uh 70s horror is basically demonic like um evil devil sort of stuff it, it, like way before the slasher so it's all visually like stimulating like it just has like one frame of something and it just stays in your mind for the rest of the scene it's like oh my god I'm, yeah i'm really really looking forward to this and i can't wait to watch it uh hopefully there's going to be a release on cinema because i did see shutter and shutter is a streaming service which i don't mind but they do do releases on dvd because i really yeah. want to get like the um the creep show um show mm. <laughs> on dvd so nice. when well um, is this going to possess us <laughs> uh late night with the devil uh will sink its claws into you on the 11th of april um i hope that's theatrical but that's uh, that's the australian release date so hopefully it's a theatrical one mm. Mm. we shall see um we 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 our last trailer now um our third and final horror trailer for this week um is uh brought to you by the team behind uh megan or Mithrigan, as I like to call it, um, and uh, Five Nights. Or Megan, if you're if you're Australian. Yes. Megan. 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 This one is called Imaginary. Um, and yeah, I might watch this. <laughs> I wasn't sure at first because it seems like the poster and the the. the the law that they're setting up around this film seems to really be speaking to this bear um, that's, you know, uh, might be possessed. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting Annabelle vibes here. Um, but then uh-huh. but then as it goes in and it goes along, there's actually a lot more to it. There's more going on. There's more demons or ghosts or spectres or ghouls or whatever tormenting people like... So I think maybe it's just the premise might actually be about imaginary friends in general um, being actual, you know, demons or whatever. Yeah. Uh-uh. So, it's like, so it's like a, a scary if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder it, if it's coming out at the same time. I know, the timing <laughs> of these movies is very interesting. Um, anyway, yeah, so there was a couple of moments in this trailer that I really liked that elicited good like reactions out of me like some of it it was some of it was hit or miss but some of it was really good like there's a couple of like there's a couple of good jump scares where you know someone moves out of the way and there's just this faceless black figure standing behind them and i'm like oh that's great yeah um and then at the the end i really liked how like it didn't scare me because i was like expecting something obviously but like at, at the end how you know 
you see the 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 bear shaped light about to light up the poster of the bear and you, you're like oh, okay it's gonna come to life and then you see the thing come to life in the shadows when the, the chick pulls off the nightlight or whatever and um and then you're like okay as soon as it comes back on that bear's gonna be like right in her fucking face and then <laughs> she turns the light on oh no it's this like dead child right next to her face <laughs> That's it. I like it. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this movie has some potential. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely has some potential. So I, I hope it's as good as uh, the trailer looks, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, mm. Ma- Mike, what did you think? Um, hmm. It definitely has a feel of familiarity because mm. it, it has the... It sort of has... I don't know, that sort of trope that, like, f- for some reason I was thinking, is this a, is it, was this a video game before a movie? Because it definitely has that sort of vibe of um, what's real and what's not and imaginary friends and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and just a, a, scary ba- a scary baby toy and... With a weird name, and yeah. it looks, <coughs> yeah, yeah, like a weird-looking Winnie the Pooh without being Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I don't know. There's not really much to talk about. Um, it's, I think, it, yeah, I think, I think it's a bit cheeky that they tend to say, "Hey, from the." From these movies that did gangbusters, yeah. we've got this now. Um, I'm not sure if I'll watch it because it feels like I've seen it before. Yeah. But what I want to see is Talk to Me Part 2. Yeah, Talk to Me. Yeah, because I watched the later half of The Actors last night. Oh yeah, yeah, and they won uh, best film. Oh great, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, and those guys are great. <laughs> Just effing and blind, and they're so so hyped. I thought, yeah, that's Australian right there. <laughs> yeah, and they and the commentary was uh, is like this is the second uh, sca- uh, horror film, Australian horror film to win best film. And I thought, ah, I know what the other one is. Wolf Creek? Wolf Creek. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was that was a bit of fun. You know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of award shows, but I will take time to watch, like, like the actors and the, and the Logies. Yeah, because, you know, I'm Australian and I'm sort of in the industry. Uh, the only thing I've done was was Dr. Blake, but we don't really talk about that anymore. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. No, we don't. Anyway. Anyway. Nope, 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 nope. So when is this bear going to scare us, Kendall? Well, Imaginary is going to come to life haha, on the 7th of March, so very soon. What do you mean, come to life? It's always, it's always been alive. It's always been alive. <gasps> it's, it's an ancient deity. It's an ancient it is, it is going to be like ancient rune tablets, like in the basement. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we got to destroy it. And then at the end, oh, it made it worse. Now, that, now it escapes. You made it worse. God damn it! God damn it! And now, and now I'm gonna pull your mum through this little knot hole. Through through the door. Ending yep. of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Clearly fake, mum. <laughs> yes. Anyway. anyway. Okay, so that's yes. trailer park done. We're rolling on out, mm-hmm. which means yeah, done. now mm-hmm. it's Ooh. time. Yes. For the moment. Yeah. The segment. Do do do. The section. Sure do do do. The pun. The fishy people. The place. Yes. The spot, the thing in the show. That's not my choice. The Kiwi's <laughs> choice. <laughs> we like to call. Ah. Talking who? Oi. Talking who, talking who, who, pop culture. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Adjacent. <laughs> yes, it's popcorn culture time. And we are, in fact, talking who this yeah. week. Talking who. Um, we're going to be covering our thoughts on series five, episode six and seven, The Vampires of Venice and Amy's yeah. Choice. Mm. Mm. Yes, two very different episodes, um, I, I will say, um, with, you know, a sort of running theme between them, I, I guess. Um, but, but yes, um, yeah, let's um, dive in uh, to let's vamp- do it. Vampires of Venice. Um, my overall thoughts on this one, um, yeah, not too bad. I didn't hate it, didn't love it. It was fine. Um, I, you know, I love vampires. So when I saw Doctor Who was doing a vampire episode, I was like, "Ooh, let's see how this goes." Um, mm. I didn't love. I didn't love all the teeth. There's too many teeth going on. Um, too many teeth. Too many teeth. But it's fine because you know, <laughs> as it turned out, they weren't actually vampires. Oh. <laughs> Um, what were they, Kendall? They were fish. <laughs> they were fucking fish. They were fucking fish. <laughs> fish aliens, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I I kind of liked the story around them. Like it kind of it did kind of ruin the the whole the vibe. Like the idea of like you know vampires in in, in Venice at that time just seems really cool. But I suppose if they just kept it that a it wouldn't have been Doctor Who. And B, it would have been a like maybe a little basic. I don't know. Um, so yeah, of course there was going to be like a twist of you know what they really were and and whatnot, something sci-fi in here. Um, so yeah, so that was really cool. Um, and yeah, and it was good to see you know Amy and Rory together with the Doctor on an adventure. Um, on a date. On a date. Um, I have a I have a lot of things to get off my chest. About, about them and about that um that we will we will get there in, in a second um but yeah but yeah no it was it was a well-rounded uh you know episode overall i thought and um shout out to the late helen mccrory um for being amazing in this um i really enjoyed her as the uh the the um what the the, the head 
the head of the, the, the leader of the fish, the fishwife, um, uh, who went by the name Rosanna Calvieri. Um, she was she was very very cool. So, um, yeah, Mike, what do Rose, you? Ro- huh? Hmm. Rose uh, Calamari. <laughs> Rose Calamari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Um, my, well, Mike, what did you? What do you think of this episode? How does it hold up all these years later for you? Um. Well, I'm. I'm not that big of a fan of like uh, vampire stuff, like pretty much at all. I mean, I I enjoy the mythos of Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, it's a very interesting tale. Uh, and what we do in the shadows is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the only <laughs> thing I like. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, this is an episode I don't really go back to thinking fondly of like the Matt Smith eras because it's sort of like ah, I don't I don't really I don't really care much for for it because mm-hmm. uh, it didn't really make sense to place this in Venice, uh, yeah, and have it with vampires that weren't really vampires. I mean, I think it could have been better if they were vampires. I mean, uh, Doctor Who has done vampires before, or vampire-adjacent sort of stuff. Like, with the all the aesthetic, like like a castle and, and, um, and, and all that. Mm-hmm. With, um, but they were, like, uh, aliens as well, and they preyed on, on uh, human beings... Uh, for for their sustenance, blood, uh, and but they probably just rehashed the entire thing. Uh, so kudos for trying to make something original, but the didn't really make sense, and I think it was just for. I don't want to. I don't want to say it's like it's like oh we need something. Uh, you know what. Grab the box that's got all these different ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Location Venice. Uh, fish. Uh, vampires. How are we going to do that? <laughs> okay. Stock, stock, blick, blick, block, block. There we go. All done. So this is sort of a flash in the pan uh, episode for me. Cool. Um, but that's basically Doctor Who. You get your good ones and you get your bad ones. Um, definitely... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a whiplash in quality and, and quantity, un- unfortunately. Mm. Um, yeah, but the st- well, where 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 should we go go from here? These well, mm. um, well, I mean, I don't know, um. Like it's so we do Rory and Amy and get over it and done with? Oh, yeah, we can. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're the main bulk of the episode stuff that I, that's probably worth talking about, I suppose, because there's not much really to unpack with the um, with the fish. Um, but, um, yeah, no, so, yeah, so the Doctor shows up at Rory's bachelor party. He jumps out of the cake. 
It reminds me, I do need to show you like a mini-sode that mm-hmm. takes place in between the previous episode and this. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll And it sort of, sort of would help the sort of uh, mindset of where the Doctor decides to bring Rory and Amy to Venice, basically. Okay. Yeah. That would be that would be good. I'll yeah. I'll, please show me that. But it doesn't excuse what the Doctor di- does right now. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really like. <laughs> I didn't really like him interrupt. A interrupting the bachelor party and B. Just I know the Doctor's the Doctor and he he has no. Well, I'm sure he has some kind of concept of. He shouldn't have said what he says. Um. Different but, generations do. Yeah, but this this one's different. This one's different, and he's he very much puts his foot in his mouth and talks about how he made out with Amy <laughs> at the dude's bachelor party uh, that I don't know is the n- night before the wedding. It might be the night before the wedding still, I think, maybe. Um, I think it is. But anyway, um, yeah, that was a bit... Ugh. Um, <laughs> and it's probably that night. <laughs> Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably was. So um, he can't cross his time streams. So he decides, all right, well, at the moment, my past life is with Amy uh, and she's, like, asleep. So I need to go to where Rory is. Oh, he's having his bachelor night on the night of the before the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> there well, you go. Hang- hangover style, I guess. They did the same thing. He's probably not a big partier. No. No, well, yeah, considering it was just them, them at he's a, a at a He's pub. a good boy. He, he's he's a, a good boy. boy. He's a nice boy. He's a good boy, and he deserves better at this point. <laughs> although I, although I've been told things improve. Um, <laughs> so, okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's the first little bit. And then, the, my main issue with this episode was really. I think Amy got off very lightly with what she did by, you know, coming on to the doctor and kissing him and all that shit. Um, I think there wasn't... I don't think the show did a very good job in dealing with that, like, in terms of... No. In terms of having... Letting Amy have this moment of... Like, yeah, she comes to an... Like... I don't know, I can't remember if it's by the end of this episode or the next episode, because um, I watched them back to back, so... Um, but, like... Definitely um, at the end of the next episode. So the end of the next episode, yeah, when she comes to... Yeah. yeah, she comes to the epiphany of, like, you know, she you know she loves him and wants to be with him and all that stuff, yeah, hence Amy's choice. Um, but, um, but, no, I just... Here, she's just... Like, Rory keeps trying to have the conversation with the Doctor and trying to have the conversation with her, and it doesn't get resolved very well and I, I don't know if that's just because again in the next episode it very much is a bit more addressed I suppose but still not exactly addressed like there's no like you cheated on me with this man you kissed another man the night before our wedding like that's not okay like Rory didn't get like he, he wasn't validated in his pain and his hurt and his feelings and and Amy didn't suffer any consequences really like I just I, I just I didn't like that at all I just mm. Mm, I don't know I just thought it was really shit and I really want to like Amy because I've heard you know so many things over the years about Amy and Amy and Rory and 
this whole run of the doctor being like you know people talk it up so much so i don't know maybe if that's just getting in my head and i'm like no actually <laughs> um yeah i don't know am am i on the money with with this mike was was there a similar reaction at the time or do you feel similarly to to how i am about this whole thing well like you like at this present time of the audience it's like okay where's this going it's sort of like couples counseling with the doctor it's like okay it's a new thing um he uh he's doing what something different between rose and mickey Mm. So he definitely got in between like uh, Rose and Mickey, and he didn't want to do that. So I can sort of see like with uh, retrospect, like people saying, "Oh well, he's trying to make sure these this couple comes together, uh, well, stay together really, uh, and not come together for the first time." It's weird uh, on their wedding uh, night before the wedding night. Anyway, um, yeah. So if we're going by that. He, the doctor, definitely came in between between Mickey and uh, Mickey and Rose, and Rose did choose the doctor, which yeah, you know, was shit for Mickey. Was shit, well, for Mickey. I mean, he sort of got Martha in the end. Yeah, really. Yeah, it was more. That was kind of more like a, like oh yeah, let's just. Pair him up. Let's just pair them up. Yeah, they, could, they couldn't be with who they wanted to be. Oh, so they're perfect for each other, I guess. <laughs> there we go. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, happy ending. There we go. Everyone's getting a happy ending. Everyone's including happy Captain ending. Jack with, yeah. with, with Alonzo. Yeah. Apparently. apparently. There's that. Thanks, Russell T. Thanks for putting a bow on that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do anything else with it? No. No, it's, okay. It's the end of my run and I need to run. <laughs> yeah. The most prolonged regeneration ever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... It's nice that the Doctor doesn't want to come between these two yeah. people. And he's trying so hard, but he's failing. And they have to come between... They have to find their own romantic-isms... And and Roy's uh, <laughs> com- coming across as, you know, a bit of a bumbling idiot. I mean, we've seen that before with Mickey and that. So still, uh, still uh, well tread ground, and they still they there is like little sparkles there, but I, I don't know. It's just and with. Uh, the audience is like, well, with me back then, it's like I don't want, I don't want, I don't want romanticism in, in Doctor Who, especially with the Doctor and and the companion. It's like we've we've had enough of that. I mean, and that's why Donna is awesome and Clara up to a point was was good. Uh, future, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. We we weren't sure where this was going, and 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 we were just on for the ride of saying, okay, better get. Hopefully it gets good. Hopefully it gets good. I know, but I'm not going to say. Okay, well, thank you. So it's it's good that you feel like uh, that you're invested to 
like like this couple. I mean, and mm-hmm. and that's and that's a good thing. It's uh, the way the way I see it, because I know what's coming, or future of these two characters. Um, uh, you just want them to have a happy ending, but it's unfortunate that. Uh, Amy is written in a way that is very standoffish for for an audience member. I mean, there are some people who generally like this sort of dynamic of having the you know having the female being 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 the one with the pants and Rory's like the 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 lovable kick dog <laughs> at the end. So I don't know if you if you enjoy that dynamic with with a couple, then all for you. But there are some who's like they need to get better. <laughs> they need more than one trip to Venice to to fix to, it to tackle that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll talk more about them in the next um, when we discuss the next episode. But um, but yeah, Definitely. that's just how my, how um how I'm feeling currently with this. Um, but. Yeah, but I and but to the um, the the fish race, which I need to look up their name, because my god, it just keeps like what are they called? I can't remember uh, myself. Well, they're from they were f- from a planet called what Sat- Saturnine or whatever. So I think they're just Saturnines, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, a place has been been. Take, uh, been eradicated from the uh, the cracks yes. in space. So the silence has taken it, or whatever. Yeah, continuation on on the big bads of mm. of this season. Which one? I'm not saying. Could be two. Could, Could be, be one. two. Oh dear. Uh, or Saturnians. Who knows? Um, I um, yeah, I kind of liked um. I like the twist of well, like you're just talking about them, them losing their planet. But I like the fact that they're not just there to, you know, feed feed these um, women to their ten thousand husbands in the water or whatever. Like they're not just there to, you know, take over the world. They're they're there because they don't have a world. They don't have a home. They've lost their home yeah. and they're trying to survive. Um, so I kind of like that they put this that kind of spin on it that you know they're they're actually trying to save themselves but obviously they're going about it a very wrong 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 way um but mm. um but i like that that layer adds some complexity to them and they're just they're just not you know one note villains they actually have have some kind of depth to them and then the fact that that then connects to like the overarching story of the season so far is um yeah is fine I mean, it makes yeah. sense. it makes sense, I guess, if you're building towards whatever the silence yeah. is. So, and we've sort of seen this sort of um, scenario before with aliens coming coming in. It's like we need a place for our own. Yeah, We're, and easiest place is humans because they're they're stupid, <laughs> and and we can, you know, take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that's good for them. How do you feel, the doctor? Like we've seen so far, he doesn't like the fact that 
he wants to be known as the Great Storm or anything like that. That he he himself wants to be uh, associated with um, a mass uh, a mass uh, oh what's the word Dis- not distinction extinction extinction of, of a race. How does how did you feel about this? The Doctor being sort of pro extinction of a race um I, yeah i don't know because it's i mean it, i guess it kind of makes sense when you think about the trajectory of the character and everything that's happened leading up to this point like i caught up with some friends the other night who are also whovians and i was telling them about it and they're asking me my thoughts on matt smith and one of the things that i said was you know how I complained a little about how aggressive he was with Amy early in the mm. season um, and I didn't like that much but they put it into perspective of like well yeah but you know what he like he's still the same person that you watch as David Tennant and Christopher Eccleston before him it's he has that history and even, there yeah. and even and even going yeah and even and, obviously and even going go, go, back and back yeah yeah he has this in, insane history he's been through so much he's seen so much he's suffered so much so it makes sense for him to be where he's at Very at the time yeah. yeah complicated and complex and and just you know filled with rage <laughs> you know so it kind of makes sense especially after um, the time war yeah 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 so yeah so I, when i see something like this where he's unwilling to to try like because you know we've seen it before where he's been like i can help you i can we can take you to another planet mm. we can go somewhere else we can do this we can find a way the fact that he's not even willing to do that really just kind of i think speaks to that point of like well no you have a character flaw yeah yeah but like also like i guess you've you've killed people in the pursuit of your own survival and that's not okay um but then like by the same token, you know, letting an entire race go extinct because of that is also it's a bit, yeah, a bit tricky. So, yeah, he's definitely reaching a point now where he's willing to make those kinds of choices um, because of, you know, how he's feeling and what he's been through, I guess. So, yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, it's not, mm. it's not great, obviously, because that's kind of bad. That he's just willing to be like, yep, you can all die. Um, but <laughs> just because you can't remember her name. What was her name again? <laughs> the the guy who helped them but didn't really do much except uh, for save them. And uh, his daughter. Yeah. Who Isabella was the daughter. To, yeah. And then Gu- uh, I think who, Guido who was, was there to save... Uh, uh, Amy for one time and then yeah even those characters are sort of like they didn't really do much no except no. for a mass mass um, uh, being a target and yeah so yeah they they're, really do much. they're plot devices yeah plot that's why devices. I didn't really like, like this episode really because there's no real high stakes and there's a lot of character flaws within Doctor Who, and I will say, uh, bearing in mind this version of the Doctor, does uh, 
he well this story does come up again of him him trying to help out uh again and again in future episodes mm. so uh yeah okay yeah it's, it's yeah don't like it <laughs> yeah. not because it's got vampires in it no They're not really vampires no 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 um yeah well um shall we move on to the next episode then yep um at the end of uh, that episode uh, everything goes quiet yes 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 i liked that that was very ominous yeah yeah and it will be uh, maybe or maybe not um explained at the end of this series okay or maybe not at all (laughs) you have your choices yes well it is it is more fat anything's possible yeah well it's always a problem of putting too many irons in the fire yes that's why that's why i have a a sort of a problem with the um anniversary specials it's like stop setting up too much because i'll forget (laughs) (laughs) it's annoying yeah yes no good point yes so um things switch up with the next episode uh, amy's choice uh where we have no mention of the silence or any cracks or anything that that doesn't get touched on this episode which is fine but we're you know we're kind of dealing with some more psychological stuff and more of amy and rory's relationship in this episode Mm. Um, head on yeah, this is definitely a better episode than Vampires of Venice. Um, and I I really like how... I love it when, like, you know, it, it, when movies and TV do a premise like this where you're experiencing the characters in different worlds, um, in different mm. realities, and any of them could be real. Um, and it's kind of like a... A mis- like a, it's almost like a sort of a murder mystery, not a murder, but you know what I mean. Like it's a mystery you're trying to figure out. You're trying to look for signs the whole time. Which one yep. could be real? Which one could be false? You know. Um, question box. Hmm. Mystery and I, box. Yeah, yeah, and I really, really enjoyed the fact that um, all of them, even the doctor, were convinced that where they were was the real one. Each time they went back and forth, they're like, "No, this is definitely the real one. Oh, this is definitely the real one." You know, I so I, I thought that was that was really cool. Like they really dragged it out until the end of the episode to then reveal which one was real and which one wasn't. Basically, um, you know, they you, you figured it out along with the um, with the cast with the characters. So I thought that was hmm. very clever. Um, I really enjoyed Toby Jones. As the <laughs> the quote unquote dream lord, um, <laughs> um, does he count as a doctor then? <laughs> no, he's no. he's more spoiler alert for the ending, but he's more more of akin to like an aspect of the doctor, right? So not necessarily the doctor, but sort of like if you've seen Red Dwarf, they do a lot of um, uh, if you take an emotion out. And that manifests into a physical being. It's sort of like that. Okay. Like this is someone's envy, and it's like this conniving little, you know, sort of a, a caricature of one aspect. So, and it's 
it's all the uh, bitterness and everything that we sort of see in 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 Doctor Who so far of him being very very angry. It's like this yeah. is the sort of conniving of what the Doctor has in his psyche. So yeah, yeah, I kind of liked that. I like this episode. Yeah, I liked that twist too. That it was it was kind of yeah maybe a way of the Doctor like uh, subconsciously. Um, mm processing things um yeah. yeah so i think that's really really clever and it's a very cool kind of sci-fi thing as well um especially because the two realities that they were bouncing between were completely opposite um yeah mostly because one was in a completely different time um which is i think i suppose for for, for one that's why my money was on that being the fake one if I had to pick between the two. Um, but then the whole thing about the, the the star that's like ice was like, hmm, well, actually, as someone who <laughs> knows about it, space stuff. <laughs> it's all about astronomy. Yes. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, it's Doctor Who. Who cares? It's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, no, it was, it was good. And then, yeah, the Amy and Rory stuff was definitely... I was happier with the two of them as a thing by the time this episode was done. That's that's for sure. Um, but mm. nothing and no one can forgive that awful wig that Arthur Darville had to wear <laughs> in this episode. Not even the fake baby bump? The fake baby bump's fine. I can, I can forgive it. It's, you, I'm, you know, you can't... They don't put a lot of effort in... in especially in TV and trying to make pregnancy look realistic. They just, you know, do the bump and don't worry about anything else. Um, but that hair, man. What oh, was, sorry. What was the choice? Amy, yeah. Amy had no choice in that hair. God damn. Well, it was his own thing. It was his own thing. And he gave it up for the woman he loved. He did. And I thought that was really... Stakes? I like that it be it became a plot point at one stage. That was funny, but yeah, but yeah, but anyway, that's my overall thoughts. Um, how, what 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 about you, Michael? What do you what do you make of of Amy's choice now? Oh, the overall. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, out of all of the episodes, I this is definitely one one up there of of uh, dealing with more of a psychological. Uh, uh, protagonist of it being yourself as the bad guy, yeah. which I think is kind of cool. Um, very, very Twilight Zone ish um, episodes, uh, episode, and yeah, and and with the Amy and Rory sort of side of it, this is definitely uh, getting there in their sort of relationship and they're sort of rebuilding from something that that's pretty much burnt to the ground so it's sort of the ashes it's it's not necessarily the phoenix coming out it's sort of like a phoenix beak like coming up it's like yeah what's going on here um yeah and with with the symbol of cutting off a ponytail this is the sort of thing that moffat likes to do like undercut like sort of sentimental things i mean there's a lot of like quick um not to make everything serious as 
what what has come previous uh, a lot of things are sort of like got a lot of quips and, and it's like oh this is this is sort of uh, funny in, in this bit and not to take things too seriously it's like I get it but sometimes I need that sort of emotional connection of these characters actually dealing with something that's a bit more serious um, I get it it's Doctor Who it's 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 wacky it's crazy it's fun it's fun but it's also got that sentimental stuff and and we uh, we haven't really dived into that yet um, the, the, and it's very far and in, in between like like those sentimental values um, but it, dare I say it gets there sort of it does maybe I don't know I can't really remember that's I'm I'm glad I'm actually rewatching these because there's a lot of stuff that I, that I've forgotten and a lot of mm-hmm. stuff I've, I've wrongly remembered so it it's a it's a very interesting and seeing yourself in a futuristic like part of your life is is a good like uh, experiment experiment to have is like are we happy are we going to be happy uh, mm-hmm. and it's five years since we've had an adventure from the doctor within the sort of narrative driven um it's like ah, oh, that's kind of cool that we maybe get there so something to aspire to and that's and that's the rory and amy relationship um i really enjoy the 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 dream lord because not to spoil anything but he doesn't come back again mm-hmm. i like the fact that it's a one and done like villain yeah i always enjoy them because they're because it's more powerful of just having a one one time thing um yeah i do enjoy like the daleks coming back and and the cybermen coming back i mean that's that's a mainstay but having something like that like being uh, within the fandom of having it's like oh that was a good villain and some people say oh should we get it back it's like no because they will undercut this particular episode i mean Maybe the maybe the Weeping Angels w- was probably better to just be a one and done. Otherwise, the, mm. otherwise Blink would be like up there in infamy, infamy of being one of the great like newer Who villains uh, instead of it coming back over and over and over. But future episodes, spoilers, sweetie. <laughs> spoilers, yes. Um. Cool. So, yeah, so basically we're going back and forth between five years in the future and uh, Rory's a doctor and Amy's pregnant with their first child and, um, yeah, and they're all, you know, happy happy as Larry until they start realising things are not what they seem. And then... Yeah. Amy's know, pregnant. Isn't Amy's that an interesting <laughs> thought? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, that's not... Anyway, um, <laughs> it's alright. I'm just putting a seed right here. Putting a seed, are you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I like this dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, basically the the two the two uh, worlds that they have to choose between are that and where you know it turns out that. Um, all of the old people where they they live are aliens 
um, <laughs> <laughs> who are just aliens living among us. Yes, who are just basically kill, trying to kill everybody and turn them into dust. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's a it's a little little creepy, a little unsettling. It kind of gave me hot fuzz vibes for some reason. <laughs> the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> yeah, did you like that? Like, liked it? Halo thought it was bizarre, silly, stupid. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it was bizarre and silly, but I think that's again, I'd say that's probably part of Doctor Who. Like, there's just you yeah, can, you can yeah. have shit like this happen. That's just just the way that this world works, and so so it worked for me. Like, it didn't, you know, it was it was interesting. I like because I. Like I said, like I kind of figured that the, the the world where Amy was pregnant was the fake one, but um, but yeah, there were moments where it's like, okay, well, this feels, you know, sort of very real because they're very much part of this town. You know, Rory's, you know, very known as their doctor, and and you know all of this stuff. They've made a life here, and um, yeah. So and then, but yeah, then the fact that it, oh yeah, all, they all just you know let's just go around killing people with this mist shit that comes out of <laughs> comes out of us um yeah yeah no it was it was fine i just accepted it yeah for what it was <laughs> yeah um anything that anything that make the kids scared of their grandparents yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have to think about that aspect yeah i bet that I bet that worked <laughs> on some kids. Like, oh, I don't want to go to my granny and grandpa's next weekend. Like, Not anymore. Like, Grandma, open your mouth. You just got to check. You just got to check some something just real gotta, quick. You got to check something real quick. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. So that Ooh, was halitosis. That was so that was fine, and then yeah, and then of course in the other reality, they're on the TARDIS still, and the TARDIS is not working, and they're slowly drifting towards an icy doom in the depths of space. Um, and you know that's that was interesting because I, I I think I liked I think I just liked that reality more just because it's they're just on the TARDIS, so they're not interacting with anything else except for themselves. Mm. So it's a it's a really good opportunity to have those important conversations that can, you know, deepen your characters and, and advance, yeah. advance the storyline and the relationships between, you know, so that's where, you know, Amy comes to a lot of her conclusions about how she feels. Um, and yeah. And so I really enjoyed, and just like the dilemma of like, okay, we're drifting towards an icy star and we're all going to freeze to death. Um, I think the only other <coughs> part about it that I was like, oh, that doesn't seem right, is the fact that, like, they were covered in ice by the end of it. And I'm, I'm just like, wouldn't you be dead then <laughs> if, like, you were just covered in ice? I don't know. Maybe I was just overthinking it. I shouldn't really be overthinking it. Um, it's fiction. It's the, the fi- yeah. it's the fi in the sci-fi. So yeah, it's uh, you can tell that the console room is very moist. <laughs> There's a lot of moist in There's the air. A lot of moisture going on. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Did you, Mike, when you were watching it, did you like? Did you ever guess which one was was the real one, or did you have a preference, or did something about Ooh. about either world that didn't work for you, or? 
tell you the truth, I can't really remember which side I was thinking. Hmm. Um, I was probably like you. I, I, I was expecting um, like the the ice thing, the 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 the, <laughs> the bottle episode side of this episode, <laughs> not really being a bottle episode, um, was probably the real thing. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember, but I remember enjoying it. It's like, oh, this is this is pretty good, and it's sort of dealing with the uh, dealing with uh, the psychological side as well as mm-hmm. like the relationship side. It's like this is a good episode. I I, I enjoy this episode. Mm. Can we have more of this episode, please? Yeah. Um. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mixed bag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't really. I can't really remember. That's okay. That's okay. Mm. That's all right. Um, well, yeah. I mean, talking about psychological uh, and relationship stuff, I <laughs> think for me, the best moment in this episode, like so, the best moments of this episode, came um, from Rory dying. Um, turning into a pile of dust before Amy's eyes. Um, mm. I thought that was really, really great, especially like the performance from Karen Gillan um, and the way she reacted to it. And I really liked how that really helped her to see how much she actually loves Rory um, and doesn't want to live without him. Um, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks that it took him dying for her to really realise that because she should have already known that. But, But at least... This was a way to, for her to understand and see that, um, without actually losing him. Um, yeah. And like that was another big call when I I knew that this was not um, real. It was like okay, well if Rory's dead, then this is the fake one. Um, but I. But that I, is it? <laughs> that is it. <laughs> but well, for real, it's like there there hasn't been a real like um, companion death since the eighties. So it could have been like, is is this a thing? Is this a thing now? Maybe we don't we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Maybe what they've been telling is true. I mean, it would be ballsy if they did did something like this. But obviously not. <laughs> there's no there's no real <laughs> deaths in Doctor Who. Maybe uh, <laughs> is this fake out going to be a trend? Hmm. Mm. Mm. Um. But yeah, well, no, maybe I, not. Yeah, maybe not. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, I just really, I really liked that and how that, yeah, propelled her to, you know, then, real like believe and trust in herself that this was the fake one, and she's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself because I'm going to wake up in the real world and I'm going to be with Rory again. Um. Yeah. I Bit of a huge gamble. A huge gamble, but I really admired her for for making that choice and the fact that she was like, I and if it's not you know and if this is the real world then I don't want to be here because Rory's not here. Like that's I'm not gonna raise this kid by myself. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I'm really glad that now, like by the end of this episode, that the two of them have now, you know fixed things I mean yes I still agree with my previous statements of they didn't really address the whole cheating thing very adequately Um, but hey they're 
back on track in terms of their 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 love life and hopefully they'll um go back and actually get married now um i i don't know if that's going to happen uh at some point i'm sure maybe it will but um but yeah but no i yeah I, it ended in a really nice place but it was yeah it was also a very dark episode because it's like oh shit the doctor can do this okay <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a bit wow uh, not by his own choice no 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 and it also dwells into his psyche as well, yeah. which is always good, without yeah. actually explaining something. Yeah, I thought that that was yeah, very very cool. So um, mm. yeah, um, Mike, what are your thoughts on Amy and Rory then? Their um, reconciliation, if you will. Yeah, well, the pointing to pointing the pointing to the right direction, sort of. Yeah. With their relationship. Um, hmm. I'm trying to remember the next bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah? Next episode is uh, a doozy. But uh, that's for whenever we do it. Um, <laughs> yes. I will say, with this sort of what happened between her and the Doctor... You could, I don't know, palm it off that the Doctor's not human, so uh, she's had this crush on... Not to be vulgar, but when when, when women... Now, this is a man speaking, I understand that, but when are women... <laughs> um, has a sort of affection for... Uh, why am I doing this? Why am I fucking doing this? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say... Isn't, I'm curious isn't now. It, uh, I don't know. I'm just going off like sitcom tropes. And it's like, this is the worst thing I can do. Um, so you have that special stuffed toy. And you, and you have like an infatuation with it. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's like you practice kissing. I mean... I used to do it on a pillow. Yeah. That's all shit. Yeah. Maybe the doctor's a pillow. Maybe the doctor <laughs> the doctor is Amy's pillow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just trying trying to think is like well the doctor's uh out of the ordinary. And and you've had this sort of relationship between what we've been talking about like imaginary friends. Imagine if he was a bear and he's trying to kill you. Um, imagine, <laughs> uh, he's not really real, but you're having the, like this intense relationship yeah. that you have in your head, and you're not really thinking straight, and you've just come off like a near death experience with a weeping angel where you have to, and I don't know, I don't know what women think. I'm not, I'm not Mel Gibson. I don't know. No, what women I. Want. Look, okay, the female perspective. I will... Hey. Hey. Fine, let the women speak. <laughs> That's what I should have done a long time ago. <laughs> I watched the Barbie movie. I didn't get it, but fine. That's okay, I don't think the Oscars got it either. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, I... Okay. From what you're saying, I can understand that because... 
I would relate that to, you know, when I, I when I, when I find an actor that I really like or a musician that I really like, I will fixate on them and I will obsess and infatuate and I, you know, to the point where I'm having, you know, not actually having a parasocial relationship because that's just a bit too much. But do you know what I mean? But, like yeah. I just I get really invested in this person and I, you know, so you idolize them to a point where you're like, if you actually see them in real life or they can't, you know, in the case of Amy, he comes back, you know, and she's had this idea of him in her head since she was a kid, you know. Um, so she's, you know, built up this whole thing in her mind about him and he finally returns and he's the same as he ever was. And, and now she's an adult and she's gone through puberty and she's gone through adolescence and she's grown up into a woman and she's discovering her sexuality and yes she's in a long-term relationship well she's not at the point where she the doctor comes back but you know she's in a relationship a stable relationship stable relationship with a good guy that we and, think yeah that we think um so i can understand a little bit of her wanting to get that out of her system or to you know, find herself unable to control that urge, maybe. I mean, I would never, like, <laughs> like, I would, like, if I, if I was to ever, like, meet Tom Hiddleston, like, randomly, like, not at a con or anything, but, like, somewhere out in public, I would never do anything like this with him. But I can understand why having an, a, an idolization of a certain person that's larger than life to you would make you do something like this. I can, I can, yeah. I can understand that. I wouldn't do it, but I understand it. So, yeah. So it makes sense in that perspective. It's still wrong, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's <laughs> forgivable or anything like no, that. No, no, no. And we have to remember, <laughs> it is a man writing this. Yes. Um, yeah, and that's the, that's another problem with this uh, this show at this time, is that they, def mm, they definitely yeah. needs, needs more female writers. They've got female directors. Like, this episode's directed by a female. So that's great. Yeah. We need more female writers. Yeah. Oh. In Do Doctor Who. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, what if uh, the same scenario and Tom Hiddleston saves your life? Mm. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't think I would. But I'm too nice. That's my problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, yeah. And, and yeah, like, He's, and also, he's like basically married, and he has a kid now. So I think that would, if he was single, I probably, I probably would. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking 2017, Tom Hiddleston. <sighs> yeah, Thor Ragnarok, Tom Hiddleston. Yes, hello. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm perpetually single as well, so there'd be no wrongdoing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was. Why am I? Why am, I was. I'm not priving. No, I was Stopping priving. I was. I was single then. Um, yeah. No. No. I. Yeah. 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 I probably. Yeah. I. If he wasn't. If he was single, I probably would. It in. But then. <laughs> but not at like a con or like a fucking official event or anything. But I've I ran into mm. it. If I. You know, if he saved my life randomly in the middle of this. Yeah, same scenario. He saved your life and he's in your bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. 
<laughs> You're forgiven, Stephen Moffat. You you wrote something incredible. <laughs> what the fuck is this podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With a podcast that refuses to behave, Mike, haven't you learned yes. this by now? Oh, behave. Oh, behave. Anyway, that was fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. So next, next episodes. Next uh, episodes. What have, what have we got coming up? I think it's, it's a, a two-parter, two-parter, right? Yeah. 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 And mm. a very familiar writer. Oh. Oh. Very ooh. I'm gonna sneaky peeky. Not at the plot, yes, yeah. but just at who's who the writer is. Now that you've mentioned it. It's probably Mark Gators, I'm guessing. But Oh. Am no. I right? Am I right? No. Oh Okay. Oh. Yes. He's he's back. Chris Chibnall. He's already back written Back for the first time. Isn't this didn't he already write an episode that I didn't like? I swear he did. Yeah, 42, I think. Yeah, I didn't like that one much. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so he's back again. Yes. He's back again. Uh, but yes, back for the first time is in this is the first time he returns. Yes, yes, correct. I get. I am with you now. Um, okay, Mr. Chibnall, let's, let's see what you got with this one. I, uh, yes. I'm excited. I'm more excited now. That's cool. But yeah, these, th- these episodes have pretty good... Um, Okay, not pretty good rating. Okay ratings on IMDb. Seven yeah, point, it's okay. 7.2 and 7.3. It's not amazing. Oh, and then we're up to Vincent and the Doctor. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. We're getting there. Yeah. These new, these new episodes is um, the first... Should I spoil it? I don't know. It's not really a spoiler. It's a... It's the first time in New Who to bring back a classic villain. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I look forward to it. Um cool. Well, with that, that's um that's talking who, that's popcorn culture done. Ooh. For mm. another week. Hope you guys enjoyed our chat and my questionable fangirling. Um <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, but that, that brings and us... My, and my questionable man-splaining... Man, you're crazy. Wi- <laughs> women, women having their sexual awakens. It's fine. A man's perspective. I forgive you. Um, I'm just Ken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes you are. Um, cool, well, that's, that's the show, but before we go, um... We've got a, a quick little plug to do mm. um, because I suppose sort of one of the reasons why Folia wasn't on the episode as well this week was because she's uh, starting a new podcast journey on a new show. Um, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, we're going to plug that now. So, um, Carpool Gaming is uh, the name of the overarching thing or the community, I, I believe, that runs this. And um, Folia is now uh, one of the four co-hosts of their podcast, The PlayStation Drive. Um, 
and you can uh, head on head Aaron over to youtube.com forward slash carpool gaming uh, to check them out to follow and subscribe and like the videos and see what else they've got besides uh, you know podcast and um, yeah I watched the the live stream of the podcast today uh, went for just under two hours um, and uh, yeah it was a great it was a great time I didn't know half the games they were talking about um, but I you know th there's some chatter about the last of us and and uh, God of War and um, uh, and Fulia brought out you know Crash Bandicoot 2 which made me very happy <laughs> I was like yes <laughs> <laughs> let's go um, bit of naughty dog yeah so it was basically an episode where you got to know the new host because um, her and a couple of the other hosts are, are brand new to the show they've got a whole new lineup going forward now on this podcast so um, yeah it was a it was a lovely Q&A um, episode and there was some really funny banter between the four of them so go support Fulia go check her out um, at, over at Carpool Gaming with the Playstation Drive so fantastic yeah. good on you Fulia I'm so proud of her. Oh, we're so we're so proud. She's gone so far. <laughs> yeah. It's good. <laughs> Spread your wings and make a dream. <laughs> yes. Please do. Okay. Uh well, with that out of the way, um we've got nothing else to do except a one, a two, a three. And, and that was a podcast, was a podcast called Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Freddy Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Productions. If you're on Twitch right now, give us a follow. And if you're on the YouTube, uh, you know, uh, subscribe to the channel and ring the bell icon to keep you updated with all Fred content. And if you're on Facebook right now, uh, follow us. Yes, follow us. Uh... Mm -hmm. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I've been the man talking about women mansplaining Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you that's just you, experienced, you just experienced a podcast, a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Remember to eat beef. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies in Kendall's bedroom. And the Doctor is in and out of dream status, REM. So on. Look after yourself and your mental health. Yes. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Laters, gators. <clears throat> and, and see. see.